Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything George Dickel. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and of course, our personal favorite aspect of the show, the tastings. With me, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleschik. Andy, how you doing today? You know, I can't complain. Uh, just kind of surviving the holiday season here, getting prepped for Christmas and all that. How is your Christmas prep going? What have you done? What do you need it's to do going. still? <laughs> I, I still have so much shopping I need to do for people. Gotcha. Like, just so much. It's unbelievable. So are you someone who usually puts the Christmas shopping off to the last second? Or you usually like, stay on top of it? Not last second, but there's just a few less like late items I need to get for people. You know? Gotcha. <laughs> I just need to prep for. So it's just, it's... I got you. Yeah, that's kind of how it goes normally for me. I actually typically put it off for, you know, till the very last minute most years. Uh, This year, I've actually been really good about it. I was worried about supply chain issues and delivery. And so I was just like, I'm just going to get it done. I'm going to get stay on top of it. So I got everything ordered. Everything's, everything has been ordered. All the Christmas presents for my people have been ordered. And then I would say almost everything's been delivered, actually. It was just a couple things we're still waiting on. And then... Sarah has wrapped everything she's she and I are giving, but anything I'm giving to her still needs to be still wrapped. Still needs to happen. And I've never wrapped gifts before, uh, you know, so, like really done it. So like it's going to be Google and YouTube tutorial. Exactly. It. So I'm watching on YouTube how to wrap Christmas presents and hoping and praying that it doesn't turn out to be a complete disaster. Uh, she said they don't need to be cute, and I said that's a good thing because they're not going to be cute. Uh, <laughs> as long as the thought counts. <laughs> as long as it's yeah, as long as it's wrapped in tape. There's going to be a lot of tape. I'll just say that. Um, but I, I think actually after after uh, this episode, I'm going to sit down and start wrapping some of those, and it's going to be quite the experience. We'll just put it. We'll just leave it at yeah, that. Let's put it that way. But uh, we hope you're all having a great uh, holiday season, getting ready for Christmas and enjoying the you know this time of year and. Uh, we, uh, we, we certainly are. So um, without further ado, why don't we just go ahead and jump right on into the episode. Andy, tell the fine folks out there everything they need to know about George Dickel. Of course. So the distillery as we know it was actually founded in 1964 um, on the grounds of what is now the Ca- Cascade Hollow Distillery. Um, of course, prior to this, it was originally founded by the eponymous George A. Dickel back in about 100 years before that, back in the 1850s, as a retail liquor business. Um, and as the George A. Dickel & Com Co. business, um, it was something that, you know, they founded originally as a retail liquor business as an, and as a whole t- wholesaling firm in the 1950s, 1960s, or 1850s, 1860s. Um, and then about a decade or two later after that, you know, they began wholesaling for Cascade Hollow Distillery um, and Cascade Hollow Whiskey, uh, which was, at the time at least, in the area, one of the more popular brands uh, in Tennessee. You know, and of course, eventually becoming Cascade Hollow's uh, sole distributor distributor until um, their eventual shuttering in about 1920 due to everyone's famous and favorite... Uh, friend in the liquor business, Prohibition. Of course. Uh, uh, and at that point, um, you know, they eventually shut um, shuttered their business in Tennessee around the 1920s and moved it, moved uh, any operations that they could over to Kentucky under the uh, Shenley Distillery name. Um, and of course, after this, you know, it was something that you know, as we discussed last week with um, Chattanooga 
distilling Chattanooga whiskey. Um, you know, after Prohibition ended, Tennessee, you know, really only kind of partially lifted their uh, Prohibition as a state um, to only being three counties in the 1950s, only allowing three counties in Tennessee um, to at least distill um, new make whiskey. Uh, and it was something that at that point in the 1950s, Shanley ended up reopening the George Dickel brand name at the Cascade Hollow Distillery in uh, Coffee County, which was one of the three counties that was allowed, as I know it, to who continue distilling or, you know, now distill. And that's kind of when it was reopened as a brand name. Um, you know, as we know it then in 1964, 1965-ish. Um, and it was something that, you know, they kind of really only did this because they, um, they couldn't actually buy out Jack Daniels. So they wanted to create a, uh, despite numerous attempts to buy out Jack Daniels. So they kind of wanted to create a direct competitor to Jack Daniels as a quote unquote Tennessee whiskey. Uh, so as much as they can, you know, they follow all the Lincoln County process, everything that Jack Daniels does. Um, and, you know, it was, I mean, literally, as I said, they failed to buy a Jack Daniels. They made an offer, Jack Daniels refused, as a brand, they refused. So, they were like, you know what, instead of buying out a brand, we're gonna make a new brand, damn it. (laughs) Um, That's exactly what they did. Yeah, so that's exactly what they did. So, they, you know, the first distillate that they ever, uh, ran through their systems and everything was um ended up being produced and put in barrels in 1959 and then was ended up being bottled in 1964 um love it and so after of course this initial release they you know have continued to produce in the same area distill everything in the same area uh you know of course they had some shutdowns due to various different random well either shutdowns or slowdowns rather due to random um various reasons to try and get distilling production back up to what demand demand was or try basically just to try and meet demand at the time what it was gotcha. either slow down production or speed it up to meet what demand was um so they kind of had some slowdowns and everything there in the process to meet what it is now um and of course you know now they're not just Distilling for their own sakes, um, for anybody, you know, that needs sourced whiskey, they're also distilling for those people that need a sourced Tennessee whiskey. Um, I don't know a lot, personally, a lot of distilleries that are using this uh, Deckel over MGP, but if you see Tennessee on the label, that probably means it's Deckel, um, as sourced from. Um, and of course, you know, they have a, you know, it's a good product based on everything I've tried and read reviews of and everything. Um, based, you know, initially on a, um, you know, of course, a rye mash bill from NGP of a 95.5 mash bill that they use there. But then also, you know, their own uh, bourbon or Tennessee whiskey uh, mash bill, which is kind of up for dispute based on what Jack Daniels initially did, as I think we discussed in that episode a couple months ago. Um, of 84% corn, 8% rye, and 8% uh, malted barley there for their own personal mash bill. Right. 
Um, and of course, you know, they then go into their that end up going into their uh, several different products. Of course, their bottle and bond, their rye, uh, the superior number twelve, which we're trying today. Um, a couple different single barrels, among other products that they do. Um, a nine year, a fifteen year. Yeah, nine year, barrel. fifteen year, classic number eight year, I think. Um, white dog that they release. I haven't ever seen that in Cincinnati, at least, but. No. It's available. I tried to get the barrel select, but all I could find were the the Superior 12 and the Classic 8. Yeah. And the, and the uh, yeah, that, I think those are the only two, actually. Okay. And, of course, you know, then they have their um, famous one that I've seen reviews on that is just absolutely, utterly atrocious. <laughs> their Tabasco Barrel Finished. I can't imagine that's good. <laughs> I've seen I don't re- want spicy whiskey. I, I've seen reviews on it, and legitimately, the reviews... And video quality that I've seen on it are, it's so bad. Like, it's not fireball bad, <laughs> but it is bad. It's close. Like, it's it, 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 just so, like, it's, it, it, the whiskey itself is not bad, but the fact that you're finishing it in Tabasco barrels makes it worse. <laughs> right. That's what I've heard, basically. <laughs> Very good. Uh, all right, well, are we ready for the tastings? I think I am, yeah. Heck yeah, let's do it. Everyone pour yourself a glass of the George Dickel Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey Superior Number 12, and uh, we'll be right back for the tasting. All right, folks, we're back for the tasting of the George Dickel Superior Number 12. Uh, We're going to, as always, start off with the notes. Okay, the nose is a little bit stronger than the, the Chattanooga last week that we tried. Um, it's still it's quite lovely though I do enjoy yeah. it yeah it's still good it's okay, just a little so bit more flavorful what are some notes that you're getting in the nose <laughs> for me a lot of oaky flavor in there oh yeah I'm getting some oak as well a lot of oaky and nutty flavor in that yep um, I'm getting I'm getting some cherry as well some dark fruit nah okay I'm not personally I'm not getting those fruity notes in there but uh, I could see it um Okay, maybe a little bit on a second pass there. Maybe a little bit of like a cherry note in there, but it's very heavily dominated by, to me at least, by those oaky and leathery and tobacco notes. Gotcha. Hey, let's give it a, everyone, let's give it a taster hill real quick. Not super complex. I'm getting a little, I'm getting a lot of oak like you're talking about in the, in the palette. Yeah, it's very, very, kind of any notes that might be, you know, fruity or anything like that are, on the nose are heavily now on the palate being dominated, for me at least, by that oaky, tobacco-y, nutter, nutty, um, leather, leathery note for me personally. Yeah. Uh, like it, that's what I'm predominantly I would getting. say I'm getting a little baking spices and on the finish uh, as well. But again, if nose palette finish, it's really just Oak dominated across the board. I oh yeah. Say. Yeah. That's the predominating note across it all. It's an okay product. I would say if you're going to pl- go in at this price point, I mean, I would probably just prefer like Jack Daniels. Um, well, cause what did you buy it at? This was, I mean, I think eighteen dollars before taxes, maybe okay. twenty-one bucks or something like that. It was very affordable. Yeah. So, um, like, I mean, if you go a few, you know, a few bucks up, like 
Jack Daniels is better. Yeah. You know, four to five bucks up. Jack Daniels I, is better. I agree. Old Forester is at about the same price point. Still better. Oh, yeah. Old Forester is way better, um, I would say. But yeah. Jack, if you're talking just strictly Tennessee whiskeys, I would say I would go with Jack. But with George Dickel or Jack, I, I mean, I would want... I really want to try the barrel select for George Dickel before of I make a, make a full judgment. Because with Jack Daniels, we've had their, at least one of their single their barrels. single barrels, yeah. Which I think I would always, if I was going to get a Jack Daniels product, I would always go single barrel. Yeah. But it's hard to compare the two when I've only had the single barrel for one. Yeah. Oh, of course. So, But I would say Jack Daniels, I'd have to give them the, the, the leg up. Uh, it's a fine product, especially for the price point. But again, it's just not my It doesn't not compete my as well as some others yeah. in the similar price point. Exactly. I don't think it's quite as good as uh, Jack Daniels. And I don't, I don't think it's nearly as like, iconic. So I just don't see, without them putting out a superior product, how they're really going to step it up be on that same level they needed some more age there to make it better exactly but again i would really want to try the barrel select maybe one of the other single barrels before i could really pass complete judgment on them but for now i would have to say it's not my favorite tennessee whiskey but it's still still a fine product yeah all right folks that's it from us this week make sure you go over to apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcasts we're on all the platforms share the podcast on your social media sites uh leave reviews positive and negative we appreciate all all support and feedback uh, make sure you have a great week pour yourself another whiskey and don't worry america we'll be here to drink with you next week and merry christmas if we don't hear from you uh, until after the holidays <laughs>